Hey friends, we are here for a a semi-unplanned, hopefully unfiltered, hopefully also helpful and life-giving quick podcast episode. Kanisha and I got together last week and said, hey, you cannot turn on the news. You can't walk outside of your house. You certainly can't turn on social media without being faced with a ton of injustice. And what we know is that injustice doesn't live in the news. It's also not anything new, but we just said, what would it be like if we could get together and host a quick podcast episode saying, okay, how do women of mission respond to injustice? What do we do? What does it look like for us to not only be women who say, we're going to use what we've got for the good of others and the glory of God, but also we're going to believe that God's placed us where we're at on purpose so that we can respond to injustice in our time. So we can be his hands and his feet. And we pray that this conversation only sparks more conversations right where you're at and also is a soft place for you to land as you find some things in your own heart, in your own mind, in your own lives in ways that you can respond because that's absolutely what we feel called to do as well. So let's start there. Yeah, <laughs> let's I know. do it. We this will not be an exhaustive conversation. As we both know, there is no way that we could have a 20-minute conversation about this. But I do hope, like you said, that it is encouraging and helpful to those who listen. So Mm. I think when I was thinking about just justice in general and injustice, which is what we hear so much about now, I think that it's so important to, first of all, define what justice is and then talk about what justice is not. So talking Mm -hmm. about the opposite of justice, which is injustice. And, you know, as women of mission, people of purpose, those who love Jesus and follow him, I think it's really easy sometimes to get caught up in what the world says justice is. I know that for me, that's been a really, a big struggle for me even. As much as I love the gospel, love kingdom, love the word, I've found myself getting caught up in what the world sees as justice, which I know is when we start kind of dismantling that or like getting into that, it's it's not a sexy thing. It's not a mm. popular thing. It can become controversial within the church when you talk about the way that Jesus defines justice versus the way the world sees justice. So when I started diving into that a little bit, just over the week, as we, we talked about having this conversation, I was like, I should probably know what God says about this. Yeah. Psalm eighty nine fourteen that says righteousness and justice are the foundation of what God has created. I love that Psalm of passage that God has taken me to. And I would like to read it if y'all don't mind. And just because, right, I like God's word and he's a better communicator than I am. But a passage that just brought me back to over and over and over again, not only as I think about what it looks like to seek justice and get in alignment with his vision of justice in my own life, but also as a community is Isaiah 58, starting around verse six, it says, is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. And I think like for me, this reminder that we get to grow up from 
maybe this tidy picture of like worship and fasting and what it means to be spiritual that maybe a lot of us were taught or maybe experienced early in our faith that's very tidy and like sweet pictures of our hands raised and like with a bunch of people who like us and to say like also also worship is doing our father's work and also worship is loving people made in his image like we love ourselves more than we love ourselves also worship is taking care of the needs of others like this is it too this is what shifts the world. This is where we get to see him. And this is actually like what Matthew five says, what makes us shine, what makes us shine as a church. I share all that to say, I love that you asked the question, like, what is justice? And to even like speak to this, it's interesting. I had a friend, I don't know if y'all have ever heard anyone like be able to say this, but I had a friend a few years ago who said, you know, my thing is like, I just sometimes feel like I care about people more than God does. Yeah. Yeah, And I was like, I do think that that is what the enemy of our souls wants us to think. He wants <laughs> us to think that like justice is a human idea, but like right. this is God's idea. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think going back to that definition of justice, I think anything that is not righteousness, anything that is not peace, anything that is not joy is injustice. So mm. anything to, that would be contrary to righteousness, peace, joy, love, those things are what I would consider injustice. And I think that God would also consider them injustice. So I think if we start there with what does God say about this? What does the scripture say about this? Then we can, out of that, look at what's happening in the world and say, I don't even have to give my opinion on this. I don't have to look at someone else's opinion on this. I know what my creator, I know what God says about this. And this, to me, as I look at it, as I check it by the Spirit, is injustice. Yeah. So I think that word alone, when you know, we, we combine it with social, social justice, social injustices, it becomes a very touchy, sticky topic, again, within the church. So that, I think, for me, as a Black woman, as a woman of color, my singular experience online, you know, within the platform that I have. Actually, I said this the other day publicly, I've been really, really surprised at the response that I've gotten from people in my DMs, you know, having these conversations that are really, quote unquote, courageous conversations. So I haven't had, you know, a lot of personal pushback, if you will, from people, you know, not wanting to have this conversation or refuting that something is happening. But I know that that is an exception because a lot yeah. of these conversations that, you know, I'm sure you're hosting, that all of us are hosting, a lot of people are getting that pushback. So I think it is important for us to kind of have this moment and host this conversation. I can never get over it. I can never get over like how varied the responses are. Like some people are like, yes, I'm in. Let's go. Let's rally. Let's talk. Let's fix right. it. Let's let's be a part of the change. I also notice that a lot of people like enter into this conversation with defensiveness often really justified, you know, like justified because they've seen it go wrong or because they've been harmed in the middle of it. But it's interesting, like when you and I said this and I said like, okay, we asked the question, how do women of mission respond to injustice? How do we respond to justice? The number one thing that I kept wanting to share that I kept wanting to say is that anytime I have like put down pride and Mm -hmm. put down defensiveness, and even put down fear, I have experienced more of God. Yes. You know? Absolutely. 
I've experienced more of God through like seeing tears and seeing pain. Yeah. I've experienced more of God through like through seeing forgiveness or seeing hope or genuinely seeing like justice done or seeing people held yeah. accountable, which by the way yeah. is like part of his heart that we love about him. Accountability and truth and calling people up to grow. And so I think like I could sum up from me, from my perspective, as a white woman who's been paying attention, listening, having mm-hmm. this conversation, learning, repenting, lamenting yeah. for several years now, I would just say like, how do women of mission respond to injustice is we put down defensiveness and fear. Yeah. I love that. That's like step one, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think another thing that we can look at as well is the word courageous or courage. And we hear it so often right now, especially, you know, I even said it, you know, we're having all these courageous conversations. And I actually read a quote the other day from KJ Ramsey. I'll just read it. It says, courage is the willingness to see the broken pieces of your heart in this world. Trusting God will make both whole. And I'm like, yeah, that about sums it up. When I think about just, you know, again, this conversation about justice, injustice, you know, racial injustices, injustice within the church, it does take courage. And I think that a lot of times we use that word in a very trite way, but I think when we look at it in parallel with God's definition of what that actually is, it becomes a really powerful submission Mm -hmm. that we can have. And yeah, I think courage is definitely a huge part of that. Bernice King, actually, I, I love her because for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but also because she's just a pretty amazing woman. She also had another quote that I want to read because I love it too, because yeah. I think when we have these conversations, we can very easily say, well, it takes conversation. And, you know, as long as we have the conversation, then God's going to do, you know, what he will do and he'll do the rest. And I just need to have these conversations. And then I've kind of done my part. But I think that in having this conversation that we're hosting, it's also an opportunity to, um, for lack of a better word, challenge those who are listening to, to challenge our friends out there to say, hey, don't stop with the conversation. Don't stop right. with just a conversation. Don't think that just because you're inviting someone into your home or you have you know, a lot of friends who aren't like you, that that's where it stops. So I'll, I'll just read what she said. She said, kindness matters. But kindness does not equal justice. Courageous conversations matter, but courageous conversations must connect to tangible change or they're unfruitful for freedom. We have to be sure we go beyond kindness and difficult talks to the work of justice. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation for a quick note. Since we're just relaunching the podcast, we'd love to hear from you about what you want to hear in this space. Go ahead and email podcast at goandtellgals.com with any dreams, any ideas you have about this podcast. Who do you want to hear from? What conversations would you like us to talk about? How can we further encourage and equip you? Tell us everything. All right, let's get back to our conversation. That is profound. There's a lot there. But I think that also speaks to when we talk about mission and being women of mission and women who are seeking the justice of the kingdom, that a lot of times it's very easy for us to throw out scripture, to spiritually bypass, to say, well, the Lord is going to do this and that is his plan and that's his will. And, you know, God is a God of justice, so it's all going to be fine. And so I think that we have to be really careful as well with 
with those types of responses because they're not going to produce those fruitful conversations. They are kind. They can be kind, right? But that really isn't going to produce the freedom, you know, like um, Bernice was saying, you know, it doesn't produce that unity, that peace, that righteousness, Mm -hmm. that joy. It's it's not going to produce those things. So I think we really have to be careful and have the Holy Spirit check our hearts when we respond that way. Because I think sometimes we're responding that way, I can attest to this, out of fear. You know, like, is it not easy when we're in these situations, you know, call it whatever, you take it outside of the the context of race and and injustice. But if I am having to be held accountable for something, is it not easy for my flesh to say, I don't want to have anything to do with this. I'd rather be separate from it. So I'm going to let somebody else take the fall. So unfortunately, I think a lot of times what we end up doing is we give that responsibility to Jesus and it feels right because we know that he can handle it. But I think he's actually calling us to something much deeper than that. So Mm -hmm. I've said a lot. I I like all these words. I like all these words. You're so right. I think at the end of the day, we all have a like genuine, serious question to ask ourselves. And that's like, do we want to be polite or do we want to worship and make way for other people to worship? You know? And Oshita Moore talks a lot about peacemakers versus peacekeepers. I can't suggest following her enough. Everything she says, I'm like, that's right. I want to be a peace maker, not a peacekeeper, because the peace, and I use quotation marks, like the peace that a lot of us were born into, especially white women, like the peace that we were born into was actually not peace. Like it was injustice. It was privilege. And so to open our eyes to that and to be aware to that is godly. It's godly. And it's in keeping with repentance, it's fruitful. And, and these are not things that we're scared of. Like, that's what's so interesting to me about any tension in this conversation as believers. Like, I'm like, this is what we do. Like we look at how we're falling short of the glory of God. We accept the grace and we grow. We're compelled by the grace to change. Yes. This is what we do. Why wouldn't we do it in this area? So I couldn't agree more. Here's another thing. Okay. So the question becomes then like, well, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Mm-hmm. And I love that you introduced like the way that we do this as kingdom women, it may look different. The way that we pursue God's justice as women who walk with him may look different than how culture prescribes or tells us. It to should, it. right? Yeah. Like it actually yeah. Look different. Yeah. It should. If anybody listening is like, okay, what do I do? I mean, number one, I would say it's 2021. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of books. Like there's a million books. I've posted about them. Kanisha's posted about them. Brenna, our podcast producer has posted them. Yeah. We'll put them in the show notes. We'll put our top five that we would say you would, you should read. There's a lot of books. Like there's so much information. There's so many people you can follow, but I would say like as kingdom women, and again, to not, not ever spiritual bypass and say like, just pray about it. But I would yeah. say like, talk to God. Yes. Talk to God, because here's why. Y'all have heard me say this before, and I'm going to say it again, because I love you, because I love you, because I love you. I do not believe that most of us are praying when we say we're praying. I think (laughs) we're like reciting something that sounds pretty. I think we're like trying to be good prayers. But I'm saying like something wild happens when the women of God talk to the God who created the universe and get in the throne room of grace with him and say, this is heavy. What do I do? Yeah. My personal perspective is I think he talks back. I think he'll tell you what to do. (laughs) Like, I think he'll give you insight. And I think what's more is that praying about it, number one, it's not the only thing we do, but when we actually pray about it, our hearts change. 
I don't know anyone who leaves the throne room of grace being like still defensive or still angry. Yes. Sometimes I leave praying angry, but like God has shifted it into like a righteous anger. And he's reminded me like, you need me. You need me. This isn't about like you against the world. Like you're at the foot of the cross too. And so I would say to anyone listening, number one, we'll share some books. There's so many millions of resources. There's so many voices you can listen to, but also don't just look past like talking to God about injustice yeah. And talking to God about justice and saying, like, where do I fit into this? Yeah, just ask him. Just ask him and he will tell you, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I think anytime, like you said, when we go to the foot of Jesus or the feet of Jesus and we look at him, we can't help but see our frailty. We can't help but see our brokenness and we can't help but return from that space changed. So yeah, absolutely. I think that that is first and foremost. And I would speak again too, because it is something that I struggle with, just that fear of even approaching it and being afraid to release it and being afraid to let it go because we begin to identify so deeply, right? In a lot of ways with those things that so deeply entangle us, unfortunately, it's just the nature of our flesh. So I would just speak to those who are holding on and who are afraid to deal with, I think that number one, I relate, I understand, I see you, but I can promise you just from my experience, and I'm sure many of you out there have had the same experience that when we release those things and we give them to him, we come out much better than we ever could have imagined and and much Mm -hmm. more free. So I think there's something beautiful that he wants to do within us, within the body, obviously. I don't even think we all know that to be true. And I am so excited for what's to come, for what's ahead for us here. Yeah. Okay. This is my favorite thing I'm about to share because (laughs) I don't think I've ever said this to you. I don't think I've ever brought it up with you, but in what I think was 2018, I think it was 2018. You were on the Go and Tell Girls podcast, our first episode with you. I've remembered this quote forever. And we talked about it around our office for a really long time. You said, if we fight for our limitations, we get to keep them. Mm. We've like quoted it in Bright City. Mm. I always give you credit. My friend Kanisha says, if we fight for our limitations, we get to keep them. And so I said that. <laughs> you said it. That was the you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> you you were, I can't even remember what you were talking about, but you said like, yeah, and it's, you know, one of those things, if we fight for our limitations, we get to keep them. And so I want to just like put that on the table again to say in this conversation that I think sometimes when we're faced with bold questions, when we're faced with bold calls, either to repentance or to prayer or to action or to compassion, even like I can't, Can yeah, I just want to say, if you fight for your limitations, my friend Kanisha says, if you fight for your limitations, you'll get to keep them. Yeah. If you say like, I can't care about everything in the world. Yes then you might not see God increase your capacity to have compassion. It's true. It's true. Which, by the way, he can do. If you go to God and you say, hey, I don't care about this thing, but I want to. Oh, sister. Oh, my friend. You are in for it. He will help you care. He will help break your heart for the things that break his heart. He just will because he loves his kids and he wants us to see the world the way he does. Or if you say like, 
I don't know what to do. Like uh, there's too many voices. Then like, that's how you'll always feel. But if you say like, you know what, maybe what's limited me in the past is my ability to have compassion. Maybe what's limited me in the past is my pride. Maybe what's limited me in my past is my lack of knowledge. Maybe what's limited me in my past is my absolution of my own self and assuming that everybody else is the problem. Maybe if we say like, actually, I don't want these limitations anymore. I want God's capacity for my life. God loves justice. I want to love justice. Yeah. I think he might just give you more room to run. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Amen. Just quoting my friend. (laughs) (laughs) No. And, and just even thinking about, you know, just in scripture, how peace and justice go hand in hand. I mean, in the streets we have heard over the past two years, no justice, no peace. I would actually turn around and say no peace, no justice. Like, is it Micah? What is the scripture that talks about Mm -hmm. peace and justice actually kissing each other? Mm -hmm. Like they literally go hand in hand. So I think that begs me to ask the question, is there peace? Because if there is no peace, that means there is no justice. That's, I think, a really good place to start as well. Yeah. Psalm 8510. I'll read it. As just a word for us, love and faithfulness meet together, righteousness and peace kiss each other. Mm. Let it be, God. (sighs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, we are continuing to pray for the right kind of justice to fall, not the world's justice, but God's justice to fall on all of us and that the Holy Spirit would give us the strength to continue speaking, learning, leaning, submitting to all of that, to Him and all of that. And here's one more thing. If you're one of our listeners who's like, I don't know anyone talking about this. I don't know anyone who's curious about this. I don't know anyone who will be on my team. Now you do. Yeah, absolutely. We're on your team and we're with you and we're curious and we're ready and we're hopeful and we're prayerful and we're grieved and we are all those things. Yeah. And you do have a friend, you do have some pals, you have the go and tell gals and we are with you in this. Yeah. I just thought of something when you said that you said, I don't even know, curious was the word that you used. Mm -hmm. We are together. We are courageously curious to approach this conversation. So. Amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We are grateful that you were able to listen in. If you love this episode, would you do us a favor and leave a review so other friends can find this episode? We pray it encouraged you and left you feeling equipped to run on mission right where you're at. We're super grateful for you and we will see you next week. Thank you.